Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. So, you know, um, I didn't realize that Memorial Day weekend is this weekend. Um, Will and I are going to put together some really great shows for you starting on Friday. Um, we're going to have a Britney Spears deep dive, looking more into what's happening, what's been happening ever since. We lasted the deep dive when... Uh, she went into the mental hospital. Um, Saturday, I'm not quite sure yet um, when Will and I have our production meeting tomorrow. Um, I'll have a better idea of what Saturday will bring us. Um, maybe a deep dive into Game of Thrones. Um, Sunday is a very special edition of Blind Items. Um, it's a very long blind and... The benefit of this one is there's actually a reveal to it. So you don't want to miss that. And then Monday, um, either the deep dive will, um, the, the second deep dive will either be Saturday or it'll be Monday. Um, but in any case, um, I'm taking a long weekend, but you'll still have brand new content all weekend. So, yay. <laughs> um, and speaking of taking long breaks, um, it's a real, that's a really bad segue. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, literally I had no way of coming out of that. <laughs> um, we've talked about Julianne Margulies before, um, earlier in April, she was complaining that they asked her, um, the good, the good fight asked her to do a guest spot or a guest arc. And she turned them down because they offered her a guest star salary instead of um, her regular fee. And now she's opening up a little bit more about it. Um, in the more she talks, the more I think she actually thinks she's in the right. But I I don't know. Um, I'll explain why I'm hesitating so much on this. Um, she did an interview with SiriusXM and Jessica Shaw. And um, Jessica asked if Juliana would... Um, if she would return, or if she'd make an appearance on the show, and she said, if they were to ask me to go back on The Good Fight, pay me what my salary is, of course I would, in a heartbeat. But you have to know your, you have to value your worth. Um, and here's where she kind of loses me a little bit. She says, I'm not a guest star. You don't pay me a guest star salary. I would get a guest star salary if I went and did SVU. It's not my show. I wouldn't ask for what I got paid as Alicia Florick. I also know for a fact that any male star who got asked to go on a spinoff of their show would have been offered at least 500000 I know that for a fact. And then when she was asked why she decided to speak out, she said, I thought, why am I protecting CBS? I said yes. They said no. And you know what? I need to pave the way for the next actress coming up. Here's the thing, okay? 
she claims she's working on a show with him about journalists, which I, I completely see. Um, but the good fight is not her show. And I think that's what she, I think that's where the disconnect is here. She's viewing the good fight as an extension of the good wife. But this is Christ, Christine Baranski's show. So, literally, she would just be a guest star. Maybe they should have offered her something a little bit higher than a guest star salary, since um, she would be reprising her role. But, genuinely, at the end of the day, she's a guest star on a show. It would be the same thing if, you know, she used the SVU. But let's let's keep it in the CBS family here. It would be the same thing if she was asked to make an appearance on Blue Bloods as Alicia Florick. She's not going to get her regular fee because she's not a contract player on these shows. I do agree that you need to know your value, but you also need to think about what your responsibility is. You're going in, you're filming, and then you're leaving. The Christine Branskys and um, and the like. I want to say AJ Cook, but I don't think AJ Cook is part of the show anymore. Um, but anyway, or AJ Cook was never part of that show. Anyways, um, you know, there are literally people out there who are part of the show not getting paid half of what Juliana Margulies was. You know, and people can argue that, oh, you know, it's a, it's a name thing or it's whatever. But we also look at it as, we don't, you know, we don't know what Christine Baranski's making, but why should Juliana Margulies make more than Christine Baranski, who actually carries the show week in and week out? And speak of carry, speaking of carrying the show, I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, um, earlier this year, there was some speculation that Ellen might be ending her talk show. Um, mostly that was fueled by a New York Times interview in which she said... Um, that she was really torn about what to do, and um, her wife Portia encouraged her to to end the show while she was still at the top. And um, her brother said, "No, no, no! The world needs you right now. We need your kindness. We need your your positivity." You gotta keep doing it, if for no other reason, um, just to combat all this nasty stuff that Trump is throwing out at us. And it honestly seemed as if she was gonna side with her wife. Um, you know, she talked about being burnt out and and whatnot in her stand-up special, relatable. But. Word has gotten out that she has signed a new deal. Um, 
she announced, Ellen herself announced it. She said, I'm so excited to announce that I'll be doing my show for three more years. Mostly because I love doing it so much every day, but also because that takes me to the end of my car lease. Um, uh, Peter Roth, who is the president and chief content officer at Warner Brothers, who produces Ellen's show, said Ellen is quite simply a force of nature. Her energy, intelligence, kindness, and creativity knows no bounds. Whether it's her instant connection to her guests on her flagship talk show, her warm and funny hosting on a Game of Games, or the infectious enthusiasm she shares in producing everything from little big shots to the animated to the animated antics of Green Eggs and Ham, it's an honor to work alongside her. Um, this is not surprising. Um, NBC stations, which license um, the Ellen DeGeneres show, moved and canceled the Steve Harvey show um, to make room for the Kelly Clarkson show in an effort to protect... Um, Ellen, um, to protect their ratings for for themselves, but also to make sure that Ellen's ratings didn't start flagging. Um, and what I'm hearing from sources, um, when I was at, at the upfronts, is Warner Brothers was going to do whatever it took to keep Ellen happy. Um, this is the first time that they have had the number one talk show and they are raking in hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars right now and they didn't obviously they don't want that to stop they want to they want to keep raking in that money um so what's what basically I was told is they would offer Ellen the moon and they would even throw in a few stars if, if necessary. Um, so, one of the things that does seem to pop up with Ellen a lot is, for some reason, people think, or people insinuate that um, she's a terror behind the scenes and Portia is afraid of her and doesn't like her. Um, I, I've talked to people who have... Um, intimate knowledge of the inner workings and they say yes Ellen is a tough boss she expects her team to be good and if they don't if they're not having a good time if they're not in you know producing quality work she will let them know and she has told them she has said things like if you're not enjoying yourself if you don't like working here by all means please move on now uh, there are some people who think that that was crass and she shouldn't have said that but it seems like her philosophy is very close to mine in that if something's not fun if something's not challenging anymore then it is time to move on um I, you know, I recently left my my long-term job, and I'm 
uh, moving into this a completely, well, not completely new field, but I'm working with a completely new company and it, you know, things are so much different and scary, but I'm being challenged again. And that's what I like. And I'm sure that's what Ellen wants to so, um, the Ellen DeGeneres show, as of right now, will run through 20, uh, 2022, um, and I'm sure we'll hear, I believe 2022 will mark her 20th anniversary, um, which might be a good stopping point for her, or not, we don't know, um, <laughs> But this is a good stopping point for me, so I'm going to go, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, um, we've been kind of going over the Woody Allen situation. Uh, For those of you who don't know, his daughter, Dylan, uh, has, for years, publicly said that he molested her when she was a young child. Um... Woody Allen, for his part, denies that allegation and says that Mia Farrow, Dylan's mother and Woody's ex-partner, brainwashed her, brainwashed their daughter to say these things. Um, And it's really divided that whole family. Um, You know, Ronan Farrow who is a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist, sides with his sister. Um, Moses sides with Woody. And as far as I know, no one's talking to anyone else. Like, it's just a big convoluted mess. Um, and And there are some rumors that Ronan isn't actually Woody Allen's son, but that's not what this segment is about. We will definitely deep dive into to that at some point. Um, But, what we do want to talk about is a rainy day in New York. And this has, uh, this movie has been um, just drowned in controversy. Um, it, it revolves around a young, a young ingenue and an older man and their romance, you know, typical stuff, um, at least typical for Woody Allen. Um, and Amazon was all set to release it until the allegations reared their ugly head again. And um, then the talent like Timothy Chalamet and um, uh, I'm trying to find her name and I can't find it. Um, and Elle Fanning have um, said that they they regret working with him. They've donated their salary um, to the Times of Legal Defense. Um, 
you know, it was just a big mess. Um, none of the stars want to promote this movie. And so eventually Amazon shelved plans to release it. Woody Allen sued them for breach of contract saying, hey, you know, these allegations have been out there. You need to go ahead and release my movie. And Amazon said, no, we're not going to do that. I think so. And with with stars saying, hey, we don't want to work with him. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to be associated with him anymore. Um, Amazon feels that it would hurt their business um, and their production company to continue doing business. Well, they finally handed the rights to A Rainy Day in New York back to um, Woody Allen, who... Um, the film is going to be distributed in Germany and Italy. Um, and there's maybe a few other countries around the world. Um, and he's trying to, he's shopping for a distributor here. Um, and he met with one small independent company. But that was not, um, from what I'm hearing, that was not a, profe- um, not a serious sales meeting more of a professional courtesy. Um, sources are saying there's no way he's going to find a distributor. Um, right now his name is Toxic, and the fact that he's suing Amazon, which will severely limit um, just, um, DVD and, and sales like that once it hits um, the home theater market, Uh, it is not a good look. So, what people are are thinking is, it'll be a renegade company with nothing to lose and everything to gain by picking up the title, or a company that might just be picking up content just to pick it up and, you know, we'll shelve it um, for a while, or maybe do a, a limited release. And then hope to make their money back later um, through um, re-screenings and whatnot. Just like the Rocky Horror Picture Show does. Um, But as always, this is a developing story, so I'm going to keep an eye on it. And I will be right back. And I'm back. So, um, we're going to talk some writing right now. Um, because it's on my mind, and I don't know, maybe hearing myself talk about this will clear things up in my brain or something. Um, uh, seriously, though. Um, as I've mentioned over the course of the last few episodes, I've, I had a long-term gig. I was with them for about four years, um, and I left. Um... And it wasn't anything dramatic. It was just I needed something more fulfilling for myself. But in any case, I I, I did leave. Um, much to my boss's chagrin, I'm sure. And I I've started um, writing blog posts and um, articles for various sites. 
which is something I've been wanting to do. I, um, I very much believe in the short form of writing. Like, I love novels. I'm working on one, two, three, four. I'm working on three projects right now, four projects right now. Um, the sequel to Crazy Rich Homos called Crazy Rich Weddings. Um, I'm working on um, Broad Trip, which is an erotic romance. And I'm working on a, a another erotic story, um, which is going to turn into a serialized, um, it's going to be, it's going to be serialized. I don't know. I think after, uh, after so many chapters or so many parts, I'll probably bind them into a a collection of books and sell them. Um, and then of course I'm working on the Wendy Williams book and I'm starting to put together the Jesse Smollett book for, uh, for this. And I'm also starting to write short stories again. Um, writing short stories is something that I've done on and off for years. Um, most people think that the money is in writing, um, novels. But the truth is, um, from all my research, to make a steady living, um, writing nonfiction is probably the best way to go, especially in Evergreen, like a biography of of someone or um you know like a diet book or or a a textbook if you write a textbook you are set for life because you get royalties forever and then they update them every couple of years so you make even more money (laughs) and you know i was doing some research into into what other writers who um successful authors um and I always forget that Stephen King always writes um at least once every two or three years he puts out a collection of short stories and I mean and he only does it like he does when he puts this out it's all him um, but I've noticed that James Patterson has started doing the same thing. Um, I would actually argue James Patterson's are novellas, but the the concept is the same. Shorter works um, bound together. And so I started looking into it, and apparently the market right now for short stories is much bigger than it is for novels um, or... You know, things like that. And, of course, the audiobook market is just huge. Um, which I really need to start taking a cue from Mandy and listening to some audiobooks. I just... Honestly, when, I, when I'm... When I'm... Actually... When I actually have the time to devote to listening to something, I'm listening to music and writing... So, there's that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I... I... I look at the markets and I... I think about all this stuff. And... 
I, you, people always accuse me of being a trend chaser. That's not true. I'm trying to be on the up. I'm trying to be on what's coming up, not what's already popular. Um, you know, a few years back, I was writing a zombie book. Um, it was uh, it was the after effects of World War Three. It was it was definitely a YA book, um, in the vein of Twilight. And as I was writing it, I kind of and we'll talk about this a little bit later, um, or in another segment. But I, I stopped writing it, and then when I went to go back to it, I realized. That the YA bubble was about to burst. And don't get me wrong, YA still sells, of course, but it's not selling like it was. Um, and, you know, even the. With erotica, erotica is always going to sell. Um, oh, there might be an overall queen, but erotica is one of those. Um, just like romance, where it, it's always going to sell, and if you market it just right, you're going to be just fine. Um, but I think for now, what I'm going to start focusing on is doing the shorter, uh, doing the shorter stories, and um, binding them together. I have, um, you know, the my Jeff and Jinxie characters are super popular. Um, I might do... I might do some... um, novella... novella-length stories and combine them all into one folder. Or into one book. Um, Kate Johnson, Ghost Detective, is very, very popular. Um, Same thing, I might just bind her up. Um, But for my fellow writers, leave me a voice message and tell me what do you think. Um, should we be focusing on long form, um, like novels, or should we be focusing on short form, um, and binding them together like Stephen King and James Patterson do? Um, leave me a voice message on Anchor, or reach out to me, um, via social media, at AuthorEdA, on Twitter, at author Ed Anderson on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm going to go, and I will be right back. And I'm back. And Game of Thrones is getting the the big segment, or the, the, the big story segment, the, because it's still the big story days after its release. Um, and I just wanted to remind you all that tomorrow... Will will be guest um, guest hosting a segment with me um, with his thoughts on the Game of Thrones finale. So make sure you say, you're you're tuned in for that. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting. I don't know what his thoughts are yet. He has um, kept me completely in the dark um, thus far. Even though we we've, we've talked and whatnot, um, we just haven't talked about Game of Thrones. Um, but let's, let's talk a little bit about what's happening with the show and and what's not going to happen. 
at one point in time, there were five potential spinoffs slash prequels um, for Game of Thrones in the works at HBO. Now, there was no way all five were ever going to make it to air. It just wasn't feasible. And would have led to Thrones burnout. Um, and, as, and I think given the backlash um, from this last season, it might be even a little tough for them to um, get one spinoff out without damaging the franchise as it is. Um, and, and this is a very important franchise for HBO and Warner Brothers. Um, for HBO, they're looking at substantial losses um, in terms of subscribers and money because people had their subscription just for Game of Thrones, which is why they wanted the sequels in the first place. They figured they could go in and kind of um, maybe appease some of them and keep some of them, even though um, others would just be like, it's not Game of Thrones, I'm done, whatever. Um, But... That doesn't seem to be the case um, at this point, with everyone being really upset. And let's let's face it: if someone's actually an HBO fan, they're probably gonna, they're probably going to keep it no matter what, um, or or they'll get rid of it no matter what. There's no in between there. But as we're looking at the sequels, um, only only one has moved forward to the pilot stage at this point, and it's probably all that's going to move forward. Um, for the time being, because HBO execs have come out and said after the finale, they don't see a reason, and they didn't see potential for the others to um, continue on the storylines, or to to, um, satisfy the fans. Um, But there's a prequel in the works, um, that's going to be starring Naomi Watts, and I, I forgot the I always forget the dude's name. Um, he's he's actually really famous, so I don't know why I always forget his name. Um, but that's moving to the pilot stage. It's going to be shooting in June. Uh, there, they were trying to get the show on the air as soon as possible at one point, but now they're taking their time. Their words, not mine. Um, They're taking their time trying to get this right. And we've seen what happened last time they took their time trying to get get it right. Um, This final season has been the least satisfying. And... It has very little critical praise, which is surprising given that the show has won Emmy after Emmy after Emmy. Um, But that happens sometimes. What we won't be seeing, at least not anytime soon, is uh, Maisie Williams and her own spinoff. Um... 
there was no, there was never any talk about this, but fans are clamoring for it after the series finale because they left it wide open for um, Ara start to get her own series and uh, kind of explore um, you know, other parts of the world and have adventures and whatnot. Maybe George R.R. Martin will do a spinoff um, book series that will sell well and convince HBO to do this. I don't know. Um, but there's already talk of in... Um, let me finish that. With, with Maisie, I think if he does the book series... First of all, he's never going to finish Game of Thrones. Um, a Song of Ice and Fire. Let's just be real about that. Okay? Um, at this point, he's admitted that... Um, the last, the, the next book in the series is way overdue and it's not even close to being done and he's done even trying to give us a semblance of an answer of when he's going to finish it. Um, but with, with, with that out of the way, just as with um, Harry Potter, Warner Brothers really doesn't want to be done with with Game of Thrones. Maybe they don't want some of you know they don't want five sequels or pre- prequels coming out, which is completely understandable. But they're looking for something. One of the rumors that have popped up, and I heard this while I was at the HBO building is um, they're approaching screenwriters to do treatments for the first in a, in a seven or eight part movie series based on the books of A Song of Fire, of Ice and Fire. Now, they're not gonna rush into making these movies, especially with the finale. Um, being so close but I would definitely look for them to uh, start making announcements fairly soon about about this um, the the people who I talked to asked to remain anonymous um, because they're not supposed to be talking about it. They have NDAs, but they said what what the hope is um, is if they can start getting the movies, at least scripts and stuff prepared. Um, they can look at what worked in the show and what didn't work in the show. Um, and none of the original actors are expected to be as back because this is going to be a, a movie franchise reboot, not um, a reboot of the show. 
Um, sorry, I'm looking at my notes right now. Um, yeah, so the, like Kit Harrington, uh, Maisie Williams, uh, Amelia Clark, none of them are expected to be asked back. Or if they, they would be more than welcome to audition for their roles. But don't don't count on that. It, you know, it it would be a slap in the face. They played the roles for nine or ten years, um, so it, it would really be a slap in the face to them to say, "Oh, you have to audition to be Ara Stark or Jon Snow or whomever." And as always, I'm going to keep on top of that. But for right now, I'm going to go. Thank you all so much for listening. And until tomorrow, cheers.